Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Hey, hey, Adam here, the Roof Strategist, and welcome to today's video. I'm super pumped to have Ryan Davis with Fund My Deductible, and today we are talking about how you can start funding deductibles, how this will work for you in terms of closing more deals, differentiating your services, and as a salesperson or owner, as a great tool to help with cash flow. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Ryan, welcome. Thanks for uh, Thank joining you. me today. Thank you for having me, Adam. You, you put some great content out there, and, and uh, it sure looks like you help a lot of people. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And, and I'm glad to be able to share because I recently uh, found Fund My Deductible, reached out to you, and uh, we ended up jumping on a call and chatting through kind of how Fund My Deductible was born and, and what it's doing. But let's jump right into current times because it's no, no mystery to people that the number one objection that salespeople get in the field is this guy will pay my deductible or that guy will pay my deductible or give me an estimate because people want to pocket some cash. So can you talk a little bit about the legislative side, what things are changing right now and how many states have deductible laws? Love to chat that before we get into the nitty gritty details of how this thing works. And I'm, I'm by no means a politician or a lawyer, but uh, over the last year since we really birthed FMD, I, I, uh, probably am, am better versed in the deductible laws and, and uh, all of the political stuff that goes along with it than just about anybody. Um, we really started as three contractors that were looking to, uh, uh, looking for a way to do what's right, exactly what you were talking about, to do what's right, have the homeowner do what's right, and pay the deductible. Uh, we looked for the least painless way to do that, and that was to have the homeowner pay it out over time at 0%. Uh, we started doing it paper-wise and soon and found out how burdensome that was. So after a lot of coin, blood, sweat, and tears, uh, we had a complete web-based uh, uh, system that allowed us to sign up contractors. And we originally were just going to use it for ourselves, to sign up contractors, to then enter their sales force, and have that sales force enter the homeowner in there and allow the homeowner, for whatever the contractor decided amount of time, to pay that deductible out. Uh, well, it's, it started being so successful in what we were doing that other contractors wanted to use it, started bringing it to us, and FMD was born. Um, it, when the Texas law came around, which is on most of the websites and, and uh, uh, chat groups and everything else that you see, the Texas law, because a lot of roofers are Texas-based, uh, you, you're seeing a lot on House Bill 2102. Um, but every state in the country it is illegal to invoice for an amount that you do not plan on collecting or have not collected that's insurance fraud that's black and white every state in the book uh, the problem has been the insurance companies and the, the separate departments of insurance enforcing that so a lot of a lot of roofers like the best roofers in texas and, and the best organizations like rcat were completely for house bill 2102 you know the trucks in a truck 
the fly-by-night roofers were completely against it because that was their MO, free roof, free roof, free roof. And, and uh, in the meanwhile, there's, there's, there's been some older laws that have been out there for a while. For instance, Flo Florida, it's a felony to take care of the deductible. And Florida doesn't play around on, on contractor licensing or deductibles or any of that. Uh, they'll come escort you out of your office in handcuffs and put chains on the door. Uh, Colorado has a law that's in effect now, Missouri, Minnesota, and there are several other states that, that have it in there, a lot of their uh, 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 political stuff because of the COVID has been put off a little bit, but it's up and there's several other states that it's part of their, instead of making a standalone law like Texas did, that it's part of their insurance code where they've amended their insurance code and it specifically says, Hey, taking care of a deductible on an in a homeowner's claim is a crime punishable from uh, whichever uh, uh, insurance commissions in that state. Yeah, and that that's a big deal, especially for for the folks that are watching or listening on the podcast. I, you've heard me say it on the on the channel overcoming uh, deductibles. It is fraud. It is so critical. I didn't even think about this till now to print out those bills and bring them with you. And I've always taught you know to educate the homeowner. You know, this guy says he's going to eat your deductible to just say, listen, I, I, I'm sure you weren't aware of this, but I do want to bring this to your attention. The only way that that depreciation amount is going to be released is if a false amount is invoiced to the insurance company, which makes you and the contractor a willing participant in insurance fraud, which, by the way, I, I didn't even know about Florida being a felony. Um, and I'm sure, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, you wouldn't want to be a participant in insurance fraud, would you? Who's going to agree to that? Right. Right. So and what speaking, are you speaking to that point, Adam, uh, the verbiage in the Texas law, House, House Bill 2102, specifically says that if you are working in, on an insurance claim, that a certain portion of the bill has to be in a certain font and, and, and bold face and all of the and size and all of that has to be on your contract. Uh, we've seen a lot of contractors actually put a little space underneath it. So that they're making their homeowner aware where the homeowner initials right there, even if they're just presenting them with, with their bid or yeah. their uh, uh, idea to get them on insurance proceeds. Yep. Awesome. This is a, what we're going to be talking about next is kind of how fund my deductible works. I think it's important for people to understand the concept and how they can use you. And by the way, I should have mentioned this in the beginning of the video. I'm not an affiliate. I don't get paid by fund my deductible. I brought them on because I, I think what they're doing is awesome. And um, I, I want to share these resources with, with our viewers, with the listeners to help them make more sales in the field, have happier customers. And this is really a strong win for the contractor. It's a win for the homeowner who might be in a having tough cash flow situation, um, especially with, with COVID. And it's a win for the insurance company. And ultimately all three of those, and I know you can say the insurance company is evil here and there. It really isn't. You know, they're the ones that write, the, that write our checks. Of course we disagree, but this ultimately is a win-win. It allows us all to stay above board. And when approached properly, Fund My Deductible, I believe can be just a fantastic sales tool to differentiate yourself because, you know, is the, is the competitor using it? We don't know. And if you come in and at least communicate that up front, that's a huge opportunity. And again, educating your homeowner so they're not a participant in fraud. So why don't you share a little bit like about the difference? Because it caught my attention, the difference between financing and funding. Because I think that's a dip. People are like, oh, well, wait, we have financing. We're using credit card processing for financing or a major bank offering it. And there's a lot of steps to go through on the financing side. And when you and I talked, you let me know the only, the most invasive information you asked for is a birth date and an address. 
So can you share a little bit about how this works and how funding is different than financing? Right. So I think we can all agree that that 99% of the time as a, as a catastrophe contractor, the deductible is profit. And uh, so what FMD does is it allows you to pay out the deductible over time. And then we process that and send it to the contractor, keep you in compliance with the law to make sure that, that it's collected. We've got uh, uh, several different boxes that we check on our collection process and if a homeowner defaults. So uh, keeps you compliant, allows that money to come in residually to you, that profit to come in residually over time. And so that's pretty much the difference between financing. Financing, you're sitting there with Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner. They've got to give you everything except for a blood sample, you know, their date of birth, their financial information, uh, their, their uh, uh, social security number. And you're having to go get a hit on their credit report to see whether or not they qualify. Uh, all of us have been sitting at a kitchen table when a homeowner doesn't qualify for this, that, or the other, and it's a dead sale most of the yep. time. Whereas with fund my deductible, you know, you sit there, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jones, you didn't qualify. Um, whereas with fund my deductible, the most intrusive question, like you said, is the date of birth. Because what we've done is, is with the date of birth, the address, and the, uh, uh, the homeowner's name matching, we are able to turn that over to a credit reporting uh, the attorney to put it against their credit and to go after them if they stop making payments. So it secures the contractor and that they will get paid over time. So that's the most intrusive question. Even some of the higher volume deductibles, we, we've got some huge deductibles in FMD. Um, we originally thought it as, as, as Mrs. Stuck on Social Security, fixed income, can't qualify for credit, doesn't have the deductible uh, laying around to allow them to pay it off. But we're finding out that the savvy uh, homeowners that have a five, $10,000 deductible, they would rather put it on their credit card, get their miles, pay it out over six, eight months. And it, it means the difference between that contractor getting that mega job and not getting it. Yeah. And that's a big deal. And I think just to clarify for anyone who's, who's listening or watching, the funding part allows you to basically qualify anybody it's, it's a statement of guarantee as opposed to, you know, the traditional financing means you get all the cash up front, the financing gets handled with the homeowner. It is a, there's a lot of exposure for a company offering financing because you're collecting sensitive and private information. If that's mishandled, it opens up some liabilities to the company. So with the funding side, you're basically getting a guarantee of payment. You can legally invoice the insurance company to release depreciation and that homeowner then pays the contractor directly. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. And uh, you've got a real good point there where, where it will allow, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't go into the kind of the fights that we've had with the insurance companies whenever we, we first launch and them not allowing FMD to be a, uh, a mechanism to release depreciation as proof of payment of the deductible. And so we had one heck of a fight and had one heck of an attorney, John Hotelling, on our side that that we ended up getting the insurance companies to say, no, we accept this as proof of payment of the deductible to release that depreciation. So whenever you send in the agreement that, that comes out, once the first homeowner's payment's made, you send that certificate in with your work completed invoice, the insurance company will release depreciation. Yeah, that's huge. And then what we talked about, which I'd love to hit on, as those payments are coming in, can you share a little bit about what you share with me? How companies are running that in terms of paying out commissions 
Sure, and and I'm not imagining what anybody's commission scale is, but just for round numbers, we'll call it a 50-50 split with no office cost on a on a which is a dream situation for a salesman. But yeah, not realistic for anyone watching. By the way, those days are over. Uh, but for math's sake, we're going to run with it. Since this before is, this you just, before we started recording, Ryan and I were talking about how we we're both not so good at at those things. So anyway, go ahead. <laughs> That's right, Adam. So. It, 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 Plain and simple, if you've got a $2,000 deductible and you've got a, a decent salesman that's selling 50 roofs a year, they're running that deductible through FMD at let's say 36 months. By the time that year's over, they're developing a residual income coming into that company of over $2,700 a month. Uh, that, that can be split if it's a 50-50 deal, half of that would go to the contractor, half of it would, would go to the salesman and you're building that residual income. Now put two, three, four years behind that. You're waking up and your truck payment, your mortgage payment, all the stuff that you usually don't receive by being just a, a 1099 commission only salesperson is all paid for. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, it works fantastic for, for building that residual income. And, and all of us that work in a storm environment know that it's feast or famine. And a lot of times, uh, you know, you work, your butt off for a couple, two or three years, and it's dry for a year or two. This can really help supplement that where you don't have to run off and look for greener pastures or a storm to work on. Yeah, absolutely. And cash flow for, for companies. I mean, I remember we were looking at making some shifts from potentially 1099 to W2 and looking at payroll expenses and with the size of our payroll just for the off season, I mean, it was a million dollars in cash outlay like that. And that's, 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 you know, you have to manage your cash so well, as we all know, and I know this isn't a cash flow management discussion, nor is it a cash flow management um, channel, but whether you're in sales or you're an owner, that's your, your, your biggest uh, threat in this industry is managing cash flow, making sure those commissions that come in don't get all blown on a new truck, a new boat, and then you come into the table at the start of the season asking for a draw. Gee, I've never experienced that one before. No, right? uh-uh, uh-uh. that's the dirtiest, dirtiest word whenever you're a contractor is draw. Exactly. Can I get a draw, boss? Can I get a draw? The and, uh, this really gets them off of that. Uh, cuts those apron strings. If you've got a good salesman that doesn't know how to manage his money well, this creates that money that's coming into that salesman every single month. Um, so, but and what you were asking before, so say it's the $2,000 deductible and let's just call it 20 months. So the homeowner would be paying through FMD at $100 a month on that. The contractor can set within our program what he is willing to allow the salespeople to do. Uh, yeah. The system will go as far as seven years out. I don't recommend that to anybody, but in the absolute dire situation, that's what they can do. Uh, there was some method to our madness of why to go seven years. Uh, natural disasters tend to work in sevens. Property seems to turn over in sevens. And that's what it does. So, so we allowed it to go out that far, but a lot of contractors are setting it at 36, 48 months at the furthest out there. Mm-hmm. But let's just stick with, to, for good round numbers, it's the contractors allowing their salespeople to put it 20 months out there. The homeowner's in paying $100 through FMD. The contractor gets $94 for every hundred that comes in, 94 cents for every dollar. And FMD doesn't take their 6% up front. We take it as it comes in. And uh, that's what we do for processing all of that, keeping you legal, getting you that certificate that you can turn over to the insurance company to yeah. get the depreciation. I'll tell you in the Texas law, it says in there in four different places, failure to collect. It allows for a financing or funding agreement over time. But if you're doing it in-house as a contractor, 
the burden is on you if that homeowner defaults because you have failed to collect. Now, do I believe TDI or any of them are going to come after you? No. But if something happens like the COVID did, and it looks like systemically you're having several uh, homeowners default on you, you had an overzealous uh, prosecutor or Department of Insurance person you know, come after you, you could definitely be liable for that. Whereas with FMD, for just that 6% fee, we are taking that burden. We are collecting. We have the collection processes that the insurance company's attorneys have finally said, approved and said, we agree, you're absolutely going after that, that money. Yeah. And I just ran some numbers when I was looking down at my phone because I told you I suck at math. So please correct me. Anyone who's watching, don't ever count my math as true, but I'm, I'm double checking it. Let's say an average job. I keep hearing average jobs, 10,000 bucks. If it's a $2,000 deductible, that's $120 in fees, okay? Which is nothing at all. And people I know, 6%. Could, what was that? Double turtle vents. Yeah. And it's like, could that be too high? So I sit here thinking, cause I'm, I'm always, I always look at tools and how they can be used to make more sales. Cause at the end of the day, that's what feeds us all. So if you're sitting there and it's the option of losing a job or, um, you know, someone else coming in to snake it from you and you say, listen, I can fund your deductible for you. You win the business and you get those cash reserves, 120 bucks on a $10,000 job hold on for the math and see if I do it wrong. <laughs> what percent is that? That's nothing. That's like not even a single percent. I, I'm not even going to bother with the math. Right. I'll butcher it somehow. My and point is that, people, go ahead. people look at that percentage, but it's not off the whole job. It's only not from the amount. So if you actually, because I, I always look at job costing, you know, when I'm looking at breakdowns on a job, what are the actual overall percentage? What's the overall percentage of material labor? And then finding those little misses that we have, which by the way, gutters, man, we found some, gutter jobs that were, were uh, losing us tremendous amounts of money due to a foot here and there. But when you're doing hundreds and hundreds of jobs, that extra foot here and there, we found out our gutter people were doing some not so good things. So, <laughs> exactly. But, that. I digress. You bring, you bring up a real good, good point there, Adam, on, uh, you know, it just being that 6% fee and it being so nominal. Um, we all know that running credit cards ourselves, they're going to charge you right there around that 3% mark. They're going to charge you that 3% mark. And then you've really got to work smarter instead of harder and think, what is my time worth? What is my office staff's time worth? If you only have 10, 20 of these things going for 36 months, somebody in your office is touching those things over a thousand times. Whereas we take care of all of that for you at, at uh, three, the other 3% over on top of what your credit card would charge. Yeah, it, it's leveraging time appropriately to win more business and plus as an, as an owner, one of the biggest things that I struggle with, because a lot of people come to me to help them grow a sales team. The mm -hmm. number one obstacle with recruiting and hiring is not presenting the 1099 position, which I know we have W2 and 1099. And there's, there's, there's different schools of thought, there's different beliefs, the gray area is as gray as it gets. Uh, but let's say you are on 1099 or commission only. The hardest part is not selling quote unquote, the salesperson for hire about the idea. They love it. It's the spouse. It's the husband. It's the wife, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, whoever it is that says, wait a minute, you're going commission only. But in a recruiting role, if you're able to, to explain, hey, listen, sell for my company because deductibles are, are going to be your most uh, uh, common objection. We're going to help you overcome them. We're going to give you the tools to close more deals using this. 
And over time, you're going to build this residual income that those commissions are paid out as it comes. And if you hit the quota that we expect you to hit, and you're doing that half million to a million dollars a year, that will look like X amount. So similar to insurance sales, all the things that people fall into because of building this residual, now you have a way to communicate to the, to the spouse, to the partner, whatever it is, that you're going to be earning these commissions, but you also have an opportunity to start building some cash flow for safety net for when the when it, there's an off season or you know I, and all the guys in Colorado are like when's it gonna hail like they're joking like that they're gonna go <laughs> sacrifice a lamb and start dancing waiting for <laughs> for, for it to rain like please make it happen dance, right? um, and by the way that's not my thought that was what they said in an email um, <laughs> uh, it, at any rate it it I was I wanted to bring you on Ryan because I'm like man great closing tool great tool for for an owner to be able to provide to their salespeople. And one thing I just, like I said, I thought of this while we were talking today. Um, it, it, it'd be really beneficial to carry that literature with you. So whatever state you're in, whether it's Texas, whether it's Florida, whether it's Colorado, print that information out to educate your homeowners. And as people see on this channel, this is an educational sales process, right? It's not hard push. People should be aware of the decisions they make. And, and to be honest, what drove me, I loved working with the elderly. Why? Because I knew I was going to take care of them the right way. And I knew that they are the target of, of predatory salespeople. And in general, many people, homeowners can fall into things that they aren't aware of. They are thinking that the home claim is like an auto claim. It's not. And by them going down this road, they don't necessarily know that the contractor who's invoicing for depreciation on their behalf has falsified information. And now right. they get drugged into something. And if you're and doing that, the right thing, you can look there on their insurance paperwork. If they're turning over their insurance paperwork, every single one of them says on there, insurance fraud, here are the penalties for doing it, for sending in for an amount that, that you didn't collect or invoice on. And these insurance yeah. companies are getting a lot smarter because of these laws, knowing that they've got some leverage not against that policyholder who's paying their premium every one month that they don't want to throw in jail, but against that bad guy contractor. We've got leverage against them now. Yep. We can go against them and, uh, and, and we can end up throwing them in jail. Yeah. And it's, especially right now, I literally was at this week and I was talking with a gentleman uh, in insurance. He's an insurance agent working with some really high net worth folks. And he let me know that one of the leading carriers, I'll, I'll save names, um, paid out more in claims last year than they took in on premiums. There's been a lot of storm activity. It, it needs to level the playing field. And ultimately, like as contractors go down that road, I don't, I mean, it, it's kind of <laughs> rates are going to go up. Costs are going up. We're seeing it year after year. And uh, yeah, we, we can't control it. So keeping everyone on the up and up will be helpful to everybody. And the best part is as everybody becomes compliant, it's going to level the playing field. It's going to get competitive based on one thing, good sales, because it's all the, the snaky sales people that win the job by literally just, I call them sign walkers. You know, sign goes up, they walk in. Oh, what's that guy doing for you? I'll beat it. I'll eat your deductible and give you 500 bucks. It's like, is that yeah, sales? Order, no, order takers, not salespeople, order takers. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I encourage anybody that, that watches this, please reach out to the people. If you're getting those jobs stolen from you, and you're doing the right things, especially if you have FMD as a tool, but you're getting hit by those people, reach out to the attorneys in the industry, insurance industry, reach out to your congressmen, your senators, do that type of stuff. Reach out to your local roofing organizations. Put together a group of people that'll do something. Um, without RCAT, uh, this law would have never gotten done in Texas. 
And uh, they're really throwing money after educating the consumer and, and their different smaller markets uh, uh, that, are, that, are, that are spinoffs of, of RCAT are, are really throwing money into these storm hit areas and, and, and telling the consumer, hey, it's not the Wild West anymore. You have to pay this deductible. When you sign that premium, you are agreeing to pay that deductible if you have a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And uh, homeowner's insurance has always been the, uh, uh, the best bang for the buck in any type of insurance. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now it's time to, for people to really start looking at what their policy says and what they're agreeing to in there. Yeah. Are you finding that, that um, the banks or the mortgage holders on checks with loss? Because uh, I, haven't, I haven't worked in Texas since this law got passed, personally at least. Um, I've worked with a lot of contractors in Texas, but the, with this law passed on, on requiring homeowners to pay their deductible, the mortgage holder, the lien holder is written on the check. Are you finding that the banks will only release those funds when they see the property owner kind of holding up their end of the bargain, so to speak, or has that not quite happened yet? Not yet because storm season and COVID kind of went neck and neck with each other. We're anticipating it, preparing for it, have discussed, discussed it and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, with, with the politicians, you know, they can't endorse anything, but them signing off on the general principle of, of FMD uh, with the firepower that we've got uh, with the attorneys behind us, we're waiting for them to do what the insurance companies initially did and not accept it. But we're not seeing them ask for proof of payment of the deductible yet, but we believe it's, we believe it's coming. You're going to have, you know, they're going to ask for it. Uh, we are seeing in Texas already, and, and y'all, some of your other markets, I'd love to hear whether or not they're seeing it. But in Texas, we're having, uh, I know a great roofing contractor who farmers walked into his office and said, we have these three deductibles that said that you paid. We would like to see proof of payment of those deductibles. Whew. Two of them were in the form of a check. And uh, uh, one of them, he had an FMD contract for. And the guy just said, okay, that's all I needed to see. Uh, they went to a couple of the homeowners and said, well, we would like to see your bank statements and see this, which I thought was very intrusive. If they had asked me that, I'd have given them the heave-ho. But I appreciate the effort that they're trying to clean up this industry, and they're not doing it for, for our health. Yeah. They're doing it to save premium dollar and keep it in their, their bank. But if that cleans up the industry and we all have the same basic goal, um, yeah, we'll fight that fight later on with yeah. them. Yeah, and it's it's about being defensible, seeing what's coming, because forensic accounting is a thing, you mm-hmm. know, and you'd hate to have <laughs> find yourself too deep in a problem, you know, if you are. And by the way, I know people, I've had emails, I didn't want to give the deductible away, what do I do? It was my neighbor, it was a friend, like, there's always that one, one person who thinks they deserve an exception. My and, mama's and, got her deductible in Lubbock, Texas, under FMD, so if, yeah. if my mama's not good enough for it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, then you don't give it away either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, let's end with this, Ryan, if folks are interested in chatting with you or signing up with FMD or learning more, what's the best way to get in touch and and take next steps? Uh, Fundmydeductible.com. You can also go to fmdholdings.com, which we we also have a finance option and and a payment processor option there. Uh, But uh, for for the deductible that we talked about today, go to fundmydeductible.com. It's super easy to sign up. Um, if you've got any questions at all, please, I'm Ryan at fundmydeductible.com. 
uh, please reach out to me personally. I've got no problem giving out my cell phone number, 806-239-3428. If you have any questions, uh, the process is super easy. You go in and enter yourself as a contractor, uh, sign up on, on two different things where we pay you out and where we get paid from you. Uh, you go in and you enter your sales force. That sales person enters their, their, uh, their information, sets their own password. And then that salesman's good to go sign up homeowners. Homeowners have their own portal as well, where they can go in, change their method of payment. Uh, if they get a tax return or a lot of money in, they can completely pay off the deductible then. And so every portal, you've got the contractor portal where he can oversee uh, all of the salesmen and all the deductibles that are underneath that salesman. You have the salesman where he can see all the homeowners that are underneath him. And then you have that homeowner that can see the deductibles and, and, and upgrades that, that uh, they do themselves. So fundmydeductible.com, please reach out to me if you've got any questions at all. Uh, we'd love to have any contractors and their salesmen on board. Awesome. Transpa transparency, transparency is what it sounds like, which I love. So yes, awesome. Ryan, thanks for joining today. Super appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you, Adam. Have a great awesome. day, man. Hey, thank you. And before we wrap up, if you like the video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe for new uh, videos, which come out usually about three times a week, including lunchtime lives on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if you haven't checked it out, I just released an updated and expanded version of the Marketing Battle Pack, now with over 70 pages, including commercial property. Uh, what else we, I added there? Property management company, churches, uh, five more direct mail letters, three tab letters, discontinued shingles, old storms, follow. Uh, this video should be posting on Sunday and it, you'll get 50 off until next Tuesday. So thanks for joining me and we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.